breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news is from overnight. A man is dead after Austin police officers shot him in North Austin. I'm Sally Hernandez. I'm Tom Miller. During this, officers moving in to rescue a woman and child inside the apartment with that man armed with a gun happened in North Austin near Northgate Boulevard in Runberg Lane. And KXAN's Dylan McKim is here with us in studio talking about what we know about this investigation. Yeah, good morning, guys. Interim Austin Police Chief Robin Henderson says APD received a call just around 8 o'clock last night that a man was threatening his wife and child with a gun inside an apartment. She says officers tried to get him to come outside, but he wouldn't. Around 8.30, officers saw the man on the balcony with the gun. She says he pointed it at officers and that's when officers used a, quote, less lethal option. She says that's when he went back inside the apartment. They called in SWAT, but before it arrived, officers worried that the woman and child inside were in danger. That's when they decided to go in themselves. As officers entered the apartment, the suspect began firing a gun at the officers, and the officers returned fire, striking the male. Now, officers got the woman and child out safely without any injuries. They tried to save that man's life, but he died. Officers' body cameras were recording that video, and per APD policy, should be released in the coming weeks. Dylan McKim, KXAN News. First warning weather with meteorologist Rich Siegel. Good morning to all of you. The rain arriving right on schedule. Showers and a few thunderstorms. Most of the rain out to the west is in Mason County, but look down to the south of where we are right now, we're seeing some moderate to heavy rain that is moving on 183 from Luling up to Lockhart, then spreading northwestward across the Hayes County line. We've got some showers and thunderstorms in Kyle and Buda. We aren't seeing any lightning with any of this right now, so these are garden variety thunder showers that we'll see, and they'll be off and on through the day. Rain chance today is 50% through the morning and into the afternoon, and then the rain chances diminish somewhat during the evening, but we have several opportunities of rain here as we we go through the entire upcoming week. Fog has reduced visibility to the, at San Marcos to a mile and a third, and then some reduced visibility north of San Marcos. We have some fog in Kyle and Abuta extending on over into Lockhart. And right now, our temperatures are in the 70s. We are headed to highs again today in the 80s. Sally. Thank you, Rich. Let's go ahead and go to Austin's airport. A live look this morning and give you an idea of what's expected to be a record-breaking day. Looks pretty calm, but it does look like people are starting to really enter into the airport and going through security lines. Busy weekend for the Formula One U.S. Grand Prix. If you're traveling today, be careful. Be aware that you want to get out there as soon as you can to make sure that you do not miss your flight. An estimated 45,000 passengers will fly out of Austin's airport today. The airport set its current record for the busiest day ever after last year's Grand Prix at 42,000 passengers that day. Israeli troops are continuing to station tanks along their border with Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu vowing to fight until victory in Gaza, signaling no pause in his military's expected invasion. Troops could be seen carrying out these live fire drills in that footage released by the Israeli army. Meantime, police in Michigan investigating a crime that has people on alert due to the situation in the Middle East. Good morning, I'm Jesse Kirsch in Detroit, where police say this Jewish synagogue's board president was found repeatedly stabbed and killed over the weekend. Authorities say that there was a trail of blood leading back to the home of 40-year-old Samantha Wall. And as you can imagine, her loved ones are devastated by this news. 
There was a funeral service held for her on Sunday, and all of this is happening as authorities continue looking into who is responsible for her death. The police chief here in Detroit making a point of saying that so far, quote, no evidence has surfaced suggesting that this crime was motivated by anti-Semitism. But of course, this comes at a time when there is concern for Jewish Americans, Arab Americans, and Muslim Americans because of what is unfolding in the Middle East. There have been tense moments and tense incidents in recent days across the country, and we'll have the latest on that as well as what more we're learning from authorities. That and much more coming up on today. Okay, thank you. We know that nine Republicans, including one Texan, are hoping to be the next Speaker of the House. They're going to take part in a candidate forum tonight. Pete Sessions, who represents Round Rock, along with eight others, are trying to replace Kevin McCarthy, who was forced out. They joined the race for Speaker after Representative Jim Jordan lost several rounds. Republican House members are expected to vote on their choice Tuesday morning. Today's an important day for Texas voters. You get a chance to vote early in the November 7th election. There are 14 amendments to the Texas Constitution, but seven central Texas cities have propositions. Five cities are choosing a new mayor, and that is just the start. We've got all this info for you right now on KXAN.com. Early voting kicks off. Uh, like we mentioned today and ends on November 3rd. Okay, with this morning we're hoping to learn more information about a festival fundraiser that turned into an emergency situation at Austin High School over the weekend. We heard from first responders who say that fuel tanks caught fire during an orchestra booster fundraiser on Saturday. And people there tell us this fire started near a grill and a propane tank. Austin Fire Department also posting a photo of a charred propane tank next to a generator. Austin Travis County EMS saying the fire burned three adults, one flown by helicopter for treatment, ambulances taking the other two to Del Seton Medical Center. We talked to an orchestra student who was outside when that fire started. We've run this for so many years. Um, this has never happened before, so it was definitely shocking and horrifying. Um, and especially with a lot of middle schoolers here and families, parents with kids, everyone was upset and distressed and it was chaos. EMS says of the two people who were transported by ambulance to the hospital, one had serious injuries, potentially life-threatening injuries, and the other had minor injuries. New help and hope for those looking to start a new life here in Austin. And how a bus driver working a fill-in shift managed to save a young Texas boy's life. Good morning. A Dallas school district bus driver is being called a hero. This is after saving a seven-year-old started choking on the way to school. Allie Spilliard sat down with the little boy and his mom who says that driver was in the right place at the right time to save her son. This is my flower. It's moments like this. <laughs> Watching seven-year-old Preston do the things he loves most that remind Giovanna Bell just how lucky she is to still have him here. After a school bus ride last month nearly became his last. It was divine timing. On the morning of September 29th, video shows the moment when Preston swallows a quarter and begins to choke. The first grader stumbles his way forward. I walked up to the bus driver holding my neck because I couldn't breathe, I couldn't talk. I was just trying to tell her that I just choked on a quarter. 
and it hurts very bad. Moments later, Raquel Radford Baker jumps into action. Jumping off the bus outside of Siegelville North Elementary, the bus driver asks a parent to call 911 as she performs the Heimlich maneuver, freeing the quarter within seconds. She was there to save him that day. It turns out Radford Baker was just filling in on Preston's route that day, putting her in the right place at exactly the right time. She told me yesterday, she said, all I wanted to do was save your child's life. That's the only thing that was running through my mind is that I have to save him. I have to help him. Bell and Preston have since had the chance to reconnect with Radford Baker in person. Thanking her for a heroic effort, this family will never forget. She's a part of our family. She's, she's a part of us, right? <laughs> wow, Ali Spilliard's reporting on that incredible story. Still ahead, KXAN investigators looking into how many Texas children have lost options when it comes to child care. And why changes are coming today to a popular Central Texas park. Concern for Longhorn quarterback Quinn Ewers after going down with an injury against Houston. And in Houston tonight, it's winner take all. Rangers Astros, the trip to the World Series on the line. More on that coming up. Good morning. Hundreds of refugees living in Austin are getting help finding jobs. Several nonprofits partnering with the North Austin Muslim Community Center for a job fair. Organizers say around 400 people joined with more than 30 employers. Uh, some were in the hospitality industry, landscaping. They saw a diverse group of refugees from Afghanistan, Ukraine, Africa, all who have left violence and unrest in their home countries. Many at the hiring fair tell us that these types of events help refugees on their journey to building a better life. It's not just a paycheck. It's a way they can actually make a livelihood. It's the way to independence. And this event comes at a time when just a few months ago, the state's largest refugee settlement, resettlement agency, Refugee Services of Texas, announced that it would permanently close due to budget shortfalls. San Marcos City Park is going to have a bit less shade after today. The city's Parks and Rec Department said three trees will be removed from City Park, two of those due to drought stress and disease. And so that's why they had to go ahead and do this move. Um, the, third, the removal is attributed to its location, which is what they call in a high use area. The third tree's trunk is also reported to be 35% done. Officials adding both insects and disease have further compromised the structural integrity. However, the city's making up for the loss as the Parks and Rec Department added 48 new trees to the city park this fall. Circuit of the Americas was full of race cars this weekend, but that wasn't the only thing that you could watch racing around a track. Check it out. Although these floppy ear downs aren't exactly known for their speed, they look pretty good. They still got to take part in the more leisurely race. Let's call that the paced one at the inaugural Bassett Hound Grand Prix at Luster Pearl South. Short-legged racers competed for the title of Austin's fastest basset. The champ of the race was a hound named Sophie, who had quite the training regimen, we're told, and a pre-race diet to prepare for the Grand Prix. We train, you know, real good. We go to the park, have her run around. She eats a lot of pizza, uh, steak, 
uh, prime rib rib, you know, we'll we'll scratch it off the bone for her. You know, Wendy's she's biggie bag with the big, biggie bag from Wendy's before I go to work. All these other dogs, they had all the pedigree foods, they had everything that they needed, but their head wasn't in the game, and that's why they lost. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I could listen to him all day talk about her diet. The dogs are well known for their persistence. But Sophie, man, Sophie has it good. She has it better than my kids do when it comes to their diet. Pizza, Chicken steak. nuggets. That's right. Prime rib. And she won. And she won. <laughs> that must mean good eating will get you a victory all the time. I like that one. Yes. We have some rain to talk yeah. about right now. Fortunately, it is just rain. A few heavy showers. Let's take a look at the radar. This rain has been lifting from the south to the north since I started seeing it at about 3.34 o'clock today. And now it's over Caldwell into Bastrop and Travis counties. We have some rain on 35 at this hour. It's moving uh, some from some showers in Kyle to heavier downpours in Buda, then crossing over into Travis County. And we've got some rain in the downtown sector, too. There is more of this to come through the morning and on into the afternoon into the early evening as the beginnings of what will be a week's worth of rain inundating our area and some sorely needed rain at that. So that's what we have for Monday and Tuesday. And then as we go middle of the week at upper level low settles in the Baja Peninsula, then heads to New Mexico and West Texas to keep rain going on Wednesday into Thursday. Thursday night into Friday, we continue to see low chances of rain as we get into the weekend. Right now, those rain chances for Saturday and Sunday listed at 20%. GFS model, that's the American model, and this is what it's showing us. We even have rain going into next Monday, and right now we are showing some higher rain totals of greater than an inch in the northwestern and western sections of the hill country. But everybody is going to have some measured rain before the week is over, so plan for that. Most of the thunderstorms, should they develop, will stay below severe criteria until Wednesday when the western part of our hill country communities are under a marginal risk. And remember yesterday we showed you the flash flood threat. It was for most all of the area for Wednesday. Well, now the Weather Prediction Center says just San Saba and Mason counties have a very slim chance of seeing some flash flooding as we get into Wednesday. All right, a 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms today. The high 87 Today's normal high is 80. Rain and storms in our forecast tomorrow all the way through Friday and lower rain chances as we get into the weekend with a brief little cool down on Sunday. Data from Texas Health and Human Services shows nearly 27,000 kids have lost access to childcare across Central Texas over the last five years. KXAN investigators have been analyzing data and they found that number is only growing as more childcare programs close. Arzo Dose talked to operators who worry there will be even fewer options for parents now that the federal pandemic relief is ending. The sound of kids playing outside used to echo across this North Austin neighborhood. Now, it's just loud highway traffic. This is our Cielito Lindo, our beautiful sky. Maria Dominguez painted this mural when she opened Cielito Lindo Spanish Emergent Preschool, a home-based child care center right before the pandemic. This was my dream. I had been a school teacher for many years, and then I was a school counselor. Dominguez survived the pandemic and was able to stay open using federal relief funds for rent, 
bills and teacher pay. But she says that only went so far. In the summer, she had to close her doors. It was a very difficult decision when I decided I needed to close and I thought about it for months. And I remember coming and um, in the morning, the kids, oh my God, as they will come into, into the, the school, uh, they will run up to us and hug us. Data from the state obtained and analyzed by KXAN investigators shows from March 2018 to last month, nearly 1,400 childcare facilities closed in Central Texas for various reasons. For 61%, it was voluntarily, and that impacted nearly 27,000 children. We're going to see a, a trickle of closures over the next month. A Texas Association for the Education of Young Children survey in August found 26% of child care programs across the state are likely to close without more funding help. 43% are not sure. Those responses that came back revealed that uh, many child care programs are under-enrolled, they have empty classrooms, they're struggling to find staff, and things are going to get really tough as our federal relief funds um, that came through the various COVID relief packages start to dry up um, and with no funding um, in sight to kind of close the gap that will be left when those funds are um, fully expended. The association adds most closures have been among child care homes like Dominguez's. Oh my she says even though it's hard to see the mural that would once greet the kids at drop off. And I know it's going to go away. She's grateful she has a second location where she was able to move most of the students and her staff. I really I have a lot of hope in people and especially those that are making decisions that they're going to see the, the problem that we have. We are literally the workforce behind the workforce. Arzo Dose, KXAN investigates. Arzo tells us state data also shows during a 10 year span, the number of children in Central Texas increased 14.3%, while the number of child care operations decreased 24.1%. What can you do? Well, child care operators that we've talked to say, vote. This past regular session, lawmakers voted to place a constitutional amendment on the November ballot to provide tax relief for child care pro providers and centers. Child advocates, child advocators rather say lawmakers also need to hear from those impacted so they can better understand the struggles among the families that are looking for programs that are affordable. For a look at what the city of Austin is doing to help, Head to our website, kxan.com, and click on this story. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. It all comes down to tonight in Houston, Game 7 of the American League Championship Series. Astros and Rangers with a trip to the World Series on the line. This after Sunday night's Game 6. Road team has won every game. Rangers won two in Houston. Astros won all three in Arlington. So after day off on Saturday, back to Minute Maid Park and Jonah Heim with a two-run homer just over the glove of Kyle Tucker to make it 3-1 to one Rangers. And then Michael Brantley in the sixth one-run game and he grounds into a double play. Rangers hold that 3-2 to two lead. Nathan Avaldi, starting pitcher, turns it over to the bullpen. How about the job they did in that seventh inning? Bases loaded, one out, and they get a couple of outs. And then Adolis Garcia 
with a rocket to left field, a much more muted celebration than Friday that led to the benches clearing. And there it is, Garcia's grand slam, the death blow for the Rangers as they force that game seven. So Rangers, Max Scherzer, Astros, Christian Javier tonight at seven o'clock. Texas Longhorns now wondering how long they'll be without Quinn Ewers. Ewers reportedly has a grade two shoulder sprain, expected to miss them time, not known how much. And that means Malik Murphy and Arch Manning will be the top guys. Of course, Ewers last year missed time with a shoulder injury, but that was his non-throwing shoulder. Steve Sarkeesian will meet with the media later this morning. We'll have an update then as Texas now turns their attention to BYU. Oh, by the way, that's Sark's alma mater. That game is Saturday at 2.30. Back to you. Roger, thank you. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for joining us. Here's what we're tracking for you at 5 a.m. on KXAN Today. A deadly shooting. A woman and child are safe after police say they had to open fire on a man last night. They say it was a violent night at a North Austin apartment complex. Details straight ahead. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.